Boeing soars on the latest delivery data. A new COVID variant spreads throughout the United States. An EV maker surges on a deal with Walmart. We cover Tuesday's biggest analyst calls while Microsoft makes cuts and gets some important Fed commentary into this CPI print. Meanwhile, Peloton to outsource all manufacturing. This is the Running With The Money briefing. Let's get into it. It's not a question of enough, pal. It's a zero-sum game. Somebody wins. Somebody lose. I've been a rich man and I have been a poor man and I choose rich every time. Money never sleeps, pal. Just made 800,000 Hong Kong gold. There are three ways to make a living in this business. First, be smarter or cheaper. What is up and welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing powered by Pound The Table. I'm your host, Luke Donate, and let's get right into it. The market's closing in the red today. They were up at one point, but of course, selling into the close. We have the Russell 2000 closing the day down just 0.59. Meanwhile, the Dow Jones down 213. S&P down 43. And the NASDAQ down 130. 50. Now, VIX was up 4% today as well. Going segment by segment, group by group, communications, materials, consumer staples, and industrials all outperforming the broader market of the day, but still in the red. Meanwhile, the worst three performing sectors on the day, energy, technology, and healthcare. Now, shifting into the biggest headlines of the day, Boeing soaring on their latest delivery data. So, Boeing delivering 51 airplanes in the month of June, bringing its first half tally to a whopping 216 jets. That's up 38% from the same period last year. Now, this is all per data that was released today by the company. Now, those June deliveries exceeded that 50 threshold for the first time since March of 2019, which is pretty darn impressive. Maybe it represents a milestone comeback for the company, and that included 43 Boeing 737 Maxes, which is important to note because that particular product of Boeing has seen a two-year safety crisis, so maybe some confidence coming back to the 737 MAX. Now, it is important to note that according to sources, CNBC and Bloomberg and industry sources, the monthly MAX production did touch 31 airplanes, but it has yet to be, quote, stabilized at that level. Now, in a net negative, for the 12th consecutive month in a row, there was no 787 Dreamliners delivered. On the flip side, in new business, Boeing winning 50 airplane orders in the month of June, and that included 49 MAX aircraft. On the flip side, Boeing did indeed take in cancellations for 35 airplanes in that same month, mainly related to airline restructurings. Now, shifting into totals for the first half, Boeing booked 286 gross orders and took in 100 cancellations in total with adjustments. Boeing reported 205 net orders for the first half with an optimistic view. At the same time, Europe's Airbus on Friday posted 259 net orders, so Boeing's still lagging Airbus a bit when it comes to net orders in the first half. And then finally, Boeing's undelivered backlog after all of these regular accounting adjustments, well, it stood at roughly 4,239 units at the end of the month of June. So Boeing delivering some impressive data. It was one of the best performers in the market today. 
Now, shifting into this new COVID-19 variant that is spreading quickly throughout the United States, people hospitalized with COVID-19 have doubled since early May. Yes, you heard that correctly, doubled. And this comes as the more transmissible Omicron BA5 variant has caused another wave of infection throughout United States. Now, really digging into this, it is important to note that deaths from COVID still remain quite low and the rate of death still remains quite low despite the increased rate in infections. We did hear from the White House today and Dr. Ajish Jha, who coordinates the Biden administration's COVID-19 response, went on to say, quote, even in the face of BA5, the tools we have continue to work. We are at a point in the pandemic where most COVID-19 deaths are preventable, but the White House today also warning, of course, that people should take the proper precautions. Now, more than 16,600 total patients were hospitalized with COVID throughout the United States as of Saturday, and the average for infections or people admitted to a hospital with COVID-19 has actually increased from 2,000 to 5,000, and that 2,000 was the week ended May 1. So a sizable increase there when it comes to people admitted on average to the hospitals with COVID-19. Now shifting into an EV maker surging on a deal with Walmart, electric vehicle startup Canoe said Tuesday that it indeed did ink a definitive agreement with Walmart to buy at least 4,500 of their upcoming electric delivery vans. So this definitive agreement signed by Walmart includes the purchase of at least 4,500 electric delivery vans and possibly as many as 10,000 later on. And this comes as Walmart is attempting to expand their delivery services throughout thousands of stores and compete with Amazon's wide delivery network. So Canoe does indeed mark the third major deal signed by Walmart for electric vans. Remember Walmart earlier this year signed a deal for 5,000 electric vans from GM subsidiary Bright Drop and 1,100 electric vans from Ford's E-Transit. So we see Walmart pushing into the delivery world in a bid to compete with Amazon. And to do so, they are making some major EV orders. It is also important to know that when it comes to Walmart and their delivery service called in-home, they plan to extend that from 6 million to 30 million households by the end of this year. So Walmart with some big time goals and to do so, they're purchasing EVs. Now shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, let's talk about Morgan Stanley downgrading American Express to equal weight from overweight. The firm went on to say, quote, cutting estimates as recession risks rise, taking some consumer chips off the table, taking our 2023 EPS down median 7% and target multiples down median 8%, resulting in a median 15% cut to price targets. Our base case bakes in slowing economic growth while our bear case bakes in a recession in tough multiples. Morgan Stanley today also reiterating Netflix as equal weight. The firm went on to say, quote, we remain equal weight as we see risk to consensus estimates as rising macro headwinds drive consumer to pair back their streaming spending. It seems Morgan Stanley believes that when it comes to subscriptions and specifically streaming subscriptions, that spend is going to slow. And then also today, City upgrading JP Morgan to buy from neutral. 
firm went on to say, quote, we are upgrading JP Morgan to buy as the stock no longer reflects premium valuation and higher capital levels and limited buybacks now seem priced in while we still see upside on EPS City now bullish on JP Morgan upgrading it to buy from neutral. Bank of America today reiterating Apple as a buy. The firm went on to say, quote, in addition to helping stimulate iPhone sales, we think Apple can benefit in the following ways from the trade-in programs. One, high residual value of the iPhone helps customers buy a new high-priced phone. Two, robust and vibrant trade-in plans offered by Apple. So it seems Bank of America really likes these trade-in plans Apple is offering, stimulating iPhone sales, and therefore they are reiterating the name as a buy. Wells Fargo today is simultaneously downgrading gap to equal weight from overweight today. Going on to say, quote, we are downgrading gap to equal weight. The string of downbeat results from gap continues. The company has now negatively pre-announced and missed the past two quarters while CEO Sanya Signal is stepping down. Also today, City reiterating NVIDIA as a buy. The firm went on to say, quote, we previously valued NVIDIA using a 35 times PE and lower our multiple to reflect lower market multiples. We remain buy rated on the stock that is trading at 24 times PE versus 20 times prior trough levels. Showing majority of the gaming weakness is mostly priced in City, liking NVIDIA, reiterating it as a buy, mostly on valuation metrics. We also saw JP Morgan today downgrading Lennar to neutral from overweight. The firm went on to say, quote, following Lennar and KBH's earnings commentary last month, as well as our conversations with private builders, we believe housing demand has begun to soften over the last one to two months, resulting in sales pace declining 10 to 15% sequentially in stronger markets and 20 to 25% in weaker markets, along with incentives up 100 to 300 basis points. JP Morgan downgrading Lennar to neutral from overweight. We also had Susquantia upgrading Southwest to positive from neutral and downgrading JetBlue to neutral from positive. The firm went on to say, quote, furthermore, we believe Southwest has ample liquidity to weather a downturn with our conservative operating assumptions for the full year 2023, implying a pre-pandemic leverage profile in the 2024. While JetBlue has made progress on its unit cost control since the launch of its structural cost program in 2016, we see a tough road ahead for the LCC if JetBlue acquires Spirit Airlines or in a standalone scenario. And then finally, we had JMP reiterating Robinhood and Coinbase as market performed the day. The firm went on to say, quote, in our coverage, several companies with strong cash positions that we estimate will be operating at positive cash earnings within the next two years with modest, if any, cash burn relative to the current net cash position include Robinhood, Hood, with a $28 price target and Coinbase with a $205 price target and market-wise with a $10 price target, JMP, reiterating Robinhood and Coinbase as market perform. Now, shifting away from those big-time analyst calls on the day, we have Microsoft cutting a small percentage of their employees. The company announcing today that they have cut a small number of workers, and this comes days after the software maker began their 2023 fiscal year. Now, 
It's important to note that typically Microsoft announces their structural changes right around this time as they start their new fiscal years. And the cuts do reach a variety of groups, but affect less than 1% of the company's employed 181,000 employees as of June 2021. The commentary out of Microsoft or a spokesperson from Microsoft relayed to CNBC, quote, today we notified a small number of employees that their roles have been eliminated. This was a result of a strategic realignment and like all companies, we evaluate our business on a regular basis. We continue to invest in certain areas and grow headcount in the year ahead. And that was also reported by Bloomberg just earlier. Now, shifting away from the layoffs out of Microsoft and also Just a quick note on those Microsoft layoffs. This also comes as many other tech companies, big and small, have been laying off for various reasons, including the macro outlook. So this definitely comes at an odd time. But shifting away from Microsoft, let's talk about the Feds. Thomas Barkin opened to raising rates by 50 to 75 basis points in July, according to Bloomberg. So Federal Reserve Bank of Richmond President Thomas Barkin keeping his options open to what central bankers will do at this upcoming July meeting, saying that a 75 basis point hike is possible and on the table. So shifting into what he said, he told reporters Tuesday, quote, I am one of the guys who likes the option value of deciding the week of the meeting as opposed to two weeks before the meeting. But I thought Jay's guidance the last time was very sound. We'll get a little bit more information before the meeting and importantly, we'll get CPI. I'll reserve judgment. He went on to say, quote, we want to get back to somewhere in a range of neutral as expeditiously as we can without inadvertently causing damage we don't want to cause. So in essence, he's saying, look, all options are on the table, even that 50 BIP and 75 BIP, but at the same time, we don't want to cause a crazy amount of damage. Now, I bring this commentary into the show today because tomorrow we have the consumer price index in the morning for the month of June and all eyes are on that. It's expected to show an 8.8% increase from a year earlier, which is the sharpest jump we will have seen since 1981 if it does indeed print 8.8% or higher. So all eyes on CPI tomorrow. If it does come in drastically hot, many are expecting that the Fed will raise 50 to 75 bips in the upcoming FOMC meeting on July 26th to 27th, which is not too far away. So the next few weeks are certainly going to be busy. Now, shifting away from that latest Fed commentary and into the last headline of the day, let's talk about Peloton outsourcing all of their manufacturing. So Peloton announcing the day that they plan to exit all of their in-house manufacturing and will expand its current relationship with Taiwanese manufacturer Rexon Industrial. And this is in a bid to turn around the money-losing Peloton. The chief executive officer, Barry McCarthy, went on to say, quote, we believe that this, along with other initiatives, will enable us to continue reducing the cash burden on the business and increase our flexibility. And this comes as, of course, the company is attempting to, in essence, cut costs drastically and restructure their cost in a bid to, well, not lose as much money, to put it most plainly. Now, 
The company is also going to be suspending operations at their Tonic Fitness facility throughout the remainder of the year 2022, and Peloton acquired Tonic in October of 2019. So some big-time changes going on over at Peloton, a company that, frankly, has been a shit show over the course of the past few months. Now, it's also important to note that the company did not disclose any financial impact in their press release, which is interesting. So we still don't know the nitty-gritty details, but they're certainly on a path to cutting costs. Now, that is the show for the day. But before we go, I need to remind you guys, go give my boys over at Pound on the Table a listen and follow at Pound on the Table anywhere you listen to podcast. It's frankly just a fantastic finance podcast and you should go give a listen. It's also fun. At the same time, go give me and my team a follow anywhere on social media at Running With The Money or at Luke Danae on Twitter. And of course, thank you all for listening to another episode of the show. This is the Profit Trade On and I will see you tomorrow.